1: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to today's program where we're going to talk about how to recession proof your lawn care business in five simple steps. So I'm really looking forward to this and honestly, it's slightly convicting because I uh, turned to some outside resources such as George Camel from the Entree Leadership Podcast for advice on this one. I'm going to share with you what he shared with me. And uh, these five tips are something that I'm personally working on uh, implementing uh, to grow my business in the days ahead. And I think you'll find a lot of value from these tips as well. Well, I want to say thank you and shout out today's episode sponsor. That's our friends at Jobber. Jobber is the CRM that I switched to in 2019 to run my business, been using them for several years now, and it makes it really simple to send out quotes, send out invoices and get paid and uh, just collect the customer data information from previous jobs we've done. It's all together in one place, and uh, it makes you look very professional uh, with your customers when they receive a legitimate looking quote, a legitimate looking Uh, Invoice. It's just very professional and it's convenient because the customer uh, can access everything electronically there, pay you um, at ease, and it's a win win. It makes you look good to the customer. It helps you get paid faster and it keeps everything organized. You don't want to have, you know, four or five different ways you're running your business like I started out with (laughs) spreadsheets here, you know, sticky notes there, and uh, have it all in one place with a CRM jobber. Uh, is the one I use. And you can try it for free for 14 days by clicking on the link in today's show notes or visiting getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. All right. What are these five tips to recession proof, to help recession proof your lawn care business? And the beautiful thing about being around living organisms, such as turf or plants, or I know we have folks that listen that are you know, in different aspects of the green industry, but, and I'll speak from the Atlanta, Georgia market, because I'm familiar with our turfs here with uh, zoysia and uh, predominantly we have Bermuda grass down here, but there's quite a bit of zoysia. It's getting popular, but nevertheless, they're the same. They're warm season turfs. And what that means is around November-ish, the grass will go dormant, kind of late October, but but definitely into November, it will start to turn tan. And it will stay this tan color. It's basically just dormant throughout November, December, January, February. But then in March, and then definitely in April and May, it starts this transition and it turns green again and it starts growing like crazy. The grass does. And so anyway, that's happened. I started in this industry in 2011. I pay attention every season just, you know, to kind of how things go. And every single year for over you know 12, 13 years, now the exact same thing happens. The grass goes dormant, you know, wait fall, and then boom, in the spring it pops back and it needs to cut all spring long, all summer long. So my point in sharing that is that the grass will need cut. Now, the part where the ball's in our court as business owners is how do we put ourselves in position to be in front of customers? who want their grass cut and, and connect that dot. That's the, that's the hard part. But the easy part is that there is a demand. The grass is screaming at us. Cut me, cut me. <laughs> I want to be shorter and look nice. Um, so that, you know, that's in our advantage, no matter what's going on politically, no matter what's going on economically. And again, I started in the lawn care business 2011, started paying attention to the seasons and the, the growth. And without fail, every single year, the Bermuda, the zoysia here uh, grows. Now, if you're in Australia or you're in the Midwest or you're in the North, you you know you probably have a different type of grass, maybe a cool season type of grass or whatever. The schedules might be a little different, um, but it's the same biology of of sunlight, water, and air, and, and how the grass responds to that. So, all right, here here we go. Five tips. Thanks for the nonverbal communication, <laughs> Mister Producer. So let's get rolling with these five tips, Paul. You haven't even shared one of them yet. All right. Number one, uh, and I messaged uh, George Camel. He hosts the Entree Leadership Podcast. He is a co-host of the Ramsey Show, uh, Dave Ramsey Show there. And I was very pleasantly surprised at how swiftly uh, George Camel responded to my message because I really wanted to know their opinion on what we as business owners should have saved. And his response, I, I, I basically sent him a message. I'm summarizing it here how much money should a small business owner have saved in their business account? I'm not talking about your personal rainy day fund or emergency fund or anything like that for your personal life. I'm talking about a business. And you know what, Mr. Producer, his answer was to me, six months of expenses. Woo-wee. So let's say in your business, your your overhead expenses, your, you 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 know what that is every month. It's a roughly ten thousand bucks to run your business every month. I'm giving a round example. It might be less. It might be more. Well, for easy math, 10, 10 grand a month is what you spend in expenses. Obviously, your revenue is going to hopefully be a lot more than that. But we'll just throw out it easy round number. Well, ten times six months that's sixty grand. So, and maybe you don't have six months saved in a, in a savings account in your business, then we need to set a goal to get there. And your numbers might be different. Maybe it only costs you, uh, three grand a month to run your business. Uh, then, you know, three times six, 18 grand, or maybe it's five grand a month in expenses, five times six, help me Marty, (laughs) thirty. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I hope my math was accurate there, but the point is whatever your expenses are, just multiply that by six months and make that a goal to get that saved up as quickly as possible if you're not already there. Um, because if you do have 10 grand a month in expenses and you do have that 60 grand in a very you know liquid money market account or whatnot, it doesn't, doesn't have to be you know doing cartwheels with great interest rates or whatever. It's just sitting there for the security of your business. That's tip number one, is to have... An emergency fund, because I will tell you, friend, when we're stressed out about money as business owners, when you know all the payments seem to be due, and and we owe people money, and and you know all the the storage unit needs paid, the the uh, vehicle insurance need paid, and all the other insurances need paid, and you know something happened to the trailer and it needs fixed, and then oh man, I got to get a new piece of power equipment, and I need a new lawnmower, and up it it's, it seems like the list never ends, and then not even talking about growing. Like, you know, I want to get a new skid steer, whatever, all, all the stuff that we want to get. So, so the expenses are always there. And if we start to run out of money, then we start to get stressed out. Right. And there's uh actually Dave Ramsey. I've heard him say this many times. I think I heard maybe Zig Ziglar back in the day say this, but uh, a desperate salesperson smells bad. Meaning if you're now desperate for money, cause you got you're just juggling act of robbing Peter to pay Paul and you need, you need money and you go out on a job and let's say the customer gets three quotes and you show up all, you know, broke, busted and disgusted and rough and, and stressed. The customers can sense that, especially women. W- women seem to be more discerning than men. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> women are smart, man. They got that intuition. They can sense stuff, right? They feel it. And, 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 and that'll, that'll just put people uncomfortable. They'll, they'll make them, you know, just a little uneasy. Whereas someone shows up and you got plenty of money, you don't really need this job I mean if you get it cool, you'd love to serve the customer but if you don't get it, no big deal there's your marketing's on point you got many other people that want you to serve them and you just you just kind of nonchalantly carefree show up you look at the job you run the math, you give the quote and you there's a pleasantness to that and customers can sense that so anyway what but when we're in that stressed out you know just stressed out uh situation well it, it it actually hurts our sales because, you, you know what I'm saying, you don't want to be all desperate to, I got to get this job because I really, really, really need this one because I need that money to pay this and then the rat in the wheel. So part of how we break that cycle, and then I'm not going to get into the whole uh, budgeting and money aspect in today's episode, but having an emergency fund is tip number one, because if you got that six months of expenses in the bank, even if the economy dips a little bit, maybe... The demand for our services drops a little bit because the customers just don't have as much extra money to spend on a luxury service like lawn care and landscaping. Um, you, you, your heart and emotions can still be nice and settled, and um, I'll leave it at that. Don't get mad at me. George Camel is the one who suggested Entree Leadership Podcast, Ramsey Show co-host. Six months of an expense in your business, so know your numbers what it costs you to run your business each month, multiply by that that by six, whatever that number is, I'd put it on our vision board, put it on your mirror, put it on a yellow sticky pad, put it on the mirror in the bathroom, look at that number and just say, I'm going to make a goal to save this amount of money in my business and just let it be there for the peace of mind of, of, of operating our business with margin. Amen. Let me get a sip of this water here, Marty. We're drinking Deer Park water today. Just went oh delicious. I like that sports cap. Uh it makes it convenient. But um yeah, I just went to Costco and I got uh I spent a hundred and twenty-four dollars, guys, on water <laughs> for the studio. And uh I got like three three twenty-four packs of Deer Park, uh three twenty-four packs of just the Kirkland uh brand water. That's Costco's brand, I believe. And then I splurged for three three packs of Fiji. And uh all said and done, I walked out the door with 124 bucks. Well, I think about a few other things. I I think I walked out the door for like 250. They'll get you over there at Costco. But all right. Number two tip recession proof your lawn care business. Put yourself in good position it is to stand out, become irresistible. So here in Atlanta, there's so many. I mean, you just pull up to an intersection. And you'll more than likely see a trailer, maybe it's an open trailer, and you'll see a, you know, lawnmower on there and some, you know, power equipment. And then you look to your left or, or right or whatnot, you'll see another truck. And this guy's got the, you know, he must have had a ramp and he put it into the bed of his truck and he's got his equipment. I mean, they're everywhere. There, there's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of people that maybe it's a, I think it's a side hustle for many folks, and they're out there. And and I um respect that. So how do you get the customer to choose your business versus chucking his truck down the street or versus the big, you know, the big boys? We got uh, some phenomenal companies around here in Atlanta, Uh, Russell, Landscape, Gibbs. um, They're a big company. Uh, There's several of them. I mean, they're big, big companies that do tens of million in revenue a year. And uh, how do we compete? So, you know, we want to become irresistible and we want a squeaky clean reputation on the reviews what what are people saying and 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 how many reviews do we have i was listening to a podcast uh with uh think media it's it's, uh they teach you how to like build a youtube channel and stuff like that Uh, so i've been watching their content really good content for those of you who look to grow in your social media game i highly recommend that show uh, think media so the the ceo of think media sean cannell uh he was interviewing a fellow named patrick bet david uh, Patrick bet, David and Patrick bet. David was sharing with Sean. If he, uh, reads a book on a topic. So he, he shared an example of if he wants to read a book on how to raise a daughter. Cause he has, I think he has two daughters. He said, I'm going to, you know, type it into Amazon or whatever book book on this. And he said, if it doesn't have 500 reviews, he's like, I ain't even going to touch it. He's like, it has to have his threshold was 500 reviews in order for him to, tr- to trust, to even look at it. I thought that was very interesting. Now, our customers might not all be as particular as Patrick, bet David, but there's something that's growing in our culture where people are going to look at reviews and they're going to make decisions based off of the quality of the reviews. Are there a bunch of ones and two stars or are there a bunch of fours and five star reviews as well as quantity, how many reviews are there? And so for us to become irresistible in the marketplace, we, we need to get our Google reviews. We need to get our social proof. We need to get our reputation online and offline where they say, wow, that company over there, Clean Cut Lawn Care, whatever the name of your company is, that's what my buddy Naylor's name, his business is. Man, they're great. They're, their trucks are clean. They're so professional. They're always in uniform. Uh, they They show up, you know, as scheduled and they do a good job and you, you want that reputation within the neighborhoods we work in and online. So become irresistible, do a good job, keep, keep our blades sharp. So the grass is looking nice. Keep, just do a good job, become irresistible. Uh, You know, we need to stand out from the competition need to become the best. So in order to recession approve our business, put ourselves in best position, number one, have an emergency fund of six months of business expenses And number two, stand out, become irresistible. Coming up, we're going to share the next three tips to put yourself in best position to succeed in your business. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized, manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber.
0: Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS TrackIt, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS TrackIt with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind, lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard, but for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com.
1: All righty. How do we put ourselves in best position to crush it in our business even if there's a recession out there. uh, Number three in our list here is to have an effective marketing plan because more than likely in your community, in your area, there are people who want your services. They look out the window, "Ah, grass needs cut. Or you look at the bushes, "Ah, bushes need trimmed. Or man, look at the garden beds being all raggedy. Man, we need some mulch. You're probably thinking to themselves, I ain't want to do it. (laughs) So who can I, who can I hire? You know, maybe there's a high school kid down the road. Maybe they're thinking they want, you know, something, uh, they have the personality like me where they want it looking very neat and clean and tidy. So they, they don't want the high school kid down the, they don't trust the, you know, the youngster down the road. So they, you know, want to get like a professional cup, whatever. They're starting to have these thoughts. So how do you connect into their world where, they want your services, but they don't know who you are. You want money, right? You want customers. You have a mower. You have a trailer. You have the equipment. You, you got the, the skill set and the equipment to get the job done, but you need the customer. So there needs to be this merging of this customer who has this desire for their, their landscaping uh, to be manicured or, or installed. And it all comes down to marketing. And Dr. Frank Holloman, my friend, has uh, deeply researched marketing. I mean, all the top marketing minds—you um, know, the Dan Kennedys of the world, and just the the the, the Druckers, and just the, the the guys that are really, really experts in marketing. Dr. Frank has has analyzed them A to Z of um, you know what they found works best, and and it all comes down to getting and keeping customers. And so, one of the things that, you know, most experts in marketing will tell you is it takes multiple touch points. And so if the customer has seen you drive by multiple times and your business is clearly, you know, identified on your, on your truck or on your trailer, then that's a touch point. And then, you know, your trucks parked around the corner when you're working on a yard and they see your um, logo and your brand and all that, that's another touch point. And then they see you on Facebook, whatever, all these touch points. So when the customer is standing out and looking out the window, being like, you know what? I don't feel like mowing my yard this weekend. I don't feel like getting out there doing mulch. I'm going to call somebody. Well, if you've been giving these impressions, these touch points, then they're going to think, oh, yeah, yeah. I I keep seeing that clean cut lawn care, man. That white truck, it looks sharp. That silver truck or whatever color your truck is, is irrelevant. Then you're going to be one of the leading candidates. To get the call, what are they more than likely going to do, Mr. Producer? That's right. <laughs> Studio participation here. Marty's uh, on point. They're going to go to Google. What do you do when you want something, right? You either go to Google or Amazon, more than likely, right? They'll go to Google, you know, lawn care near me, landscaping near me. And then they're going to see what comes up. They scroll a little bit, and their little, little fingers are going to go, and they're going to they're going to land on something they trust that they like, and that's that's put in front of them. So, with an effective marketing plan, you can put yourself in position online to, to 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 you know bridge that gap in between their need for your services and your you know need to get customers and make money. And you can also do that offline in the sense of if you have route density and you're in a specific community and neighborhood of establishing yourself you're you're not just marketing to your current customers and upselling them services which you are doing hopefully but you also got to be thinking all these cars that keep driving me driving by me one day and all these neighbors of my clients they might not be clients immediately but you're 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 feeding their subconscious mind and you never know how it's going to go but perhaps you mow um you know Wilma's yard and you do such a great job and her neighbor uh, Mrs. Smith always sees you out there and then one day you know, Mrs. Smith's uh, playing um, bridge or checkers or uh, Scrabble with her friends. And, and one lady's like, oh, you know what? We need our lawn taken care of. And Mrs. Smith's like, oh, well, the company that does my neighbor, Wilma, they do such a nice job. They seem like such nice young men. And, and you should call them. I It's called clean cut lawn care, whatever. So, But you, we just got to be marketing, 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 marketing. If you guys want more information on how to have an effective marketing plan, go to the resource center. At greenstreetpodcast.com and learn from Doctor Frank. I' blown away um, with the how to get and how to keep customers e training course that Doctor Frank and I did. Um, Mind blowing marketing information. Um, so I'll leave that there. If you want more about how you can have that effective marketing plan, uh, just visit the resource center and uh, go through how to get and keep customers. And you'll you know you'll be in position to have more work than you'll know what to do. Number four, and let me get another sip of water here, Mr. Producer. Ah, Excuse me. uh, I've been going hard, y'all, and I'm dehydrated, but no excuses around here. Uh, Number four, serve customers instead of scrolling through social media. Tip to recession-proof your business. If if somebody complains to me, and they do, Marty, they complain to me, ah, oh, you just don't know, Paul, blah, 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 blah. Here comes, here comes the negative, Nancy, Deb the Downer, blah, blah, blah. You don't understand. I don't live in, you know, I live in uh, Forsyth County, Georgia, which is number 15 in America of Wealth uh, County. I don't live in a nice area like you, Paul. Ah, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. And you, you know what my go-to is? I say, hey, can I see your phone? What well, do you want to see my phone for? It. Well, there's a, there's a little analytic on there, a little data, a little information where I can see how many minutes or <clears throat> hours you spend on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, who knows where. But the phone, the phone uh, will testify that and you add that up 48 minutes a day an hour and a half a day multiple hours a day you multiply that by how many days are in a week and how many weeks are in a month you just spent 25 hours last month scrolling through your phone and now are making excuses about these other things that uh, anyway let me, <laughs> let me settle down guys there are customers out there that 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 need our services and so if we're scrolling through social media we we're, we're, we're not um we're not serving our customers. The, 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 the scrolling on social media is, it's destroying so many businesses. It's destroying so many people's lives. Just scroll, 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 scroll. And I want to challenge you, if, if you took that amount of time and look in your phone and, and see, see how much you spent scrolling through whatever it is, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I'm not against that stuff. I, I try to publish content there, but I get in and I get out. I get in, I make my post. I try to reply to as many messages as I can in, in, in my batch time I have allotted for getting on, on, on there. And then I get out and I get off. Yeah, there's probably a bunch of people mad at me because I didn't respond to their message, but I don't have to, I mean, I'm, I'm running businesses. Yeah, I probably don't know all the trends of uh, you know what, I don't even know, but I'm building businesses. I'm serving customers. I'm, I'm going somewhere. And that phone, y'all, it, it, it can distract you. If we give our time and energy and effort into marketing, into serving our customers, then we'll make money. I mean, at the end of the day, we need to make somebody happy with, you know, serving them and, 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 and they'll pay us money. And the more we do that, the better we do that. And the more you know efficient we can do that, the more money we can make. And so my challenge to you is before you come at me with an excuse about why blah, 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 blah. Is there any time you've been wasting on on scrolling on social media or the internet that that energy, because we have a very finite amount of energy. Actually, I was just talking to Dr. Frank about this the other day. We're talking about getting in the zone when we are ultra productive and how the greats. Uh, and, we you know, we're talking about that book by Napoleon Hill. Um, Andrew Carnegie, you know, hired, I think it was Napoleon Hill to write that book uh thinking grow rich well th- to analyze why are people successful why are people um you know millionaires or billionaires and and one of the reasons I'm I'm summar- summarizing here is that they get in the zone and there there's a there's a time during the day where there's this ultra effective productivity and i think so many small business owners and so many entrepreneurs are missing being in that zone where you are getting things done and you're flowing and you are time is just passing by and it's productive um, to where you're, you're you're, you're putting yourself in position to serve customers and make a bunch of money. So I'll leave that there. I uh, don't want to alienate my audience and I'm not perfect at this guys. I still have a phone and I'm still conditioned to pick it up and to, to check my email and to check Instagram and to check whatever, but we need, we need to have dominion over that. We need to conquer that. We need to be, um, in, in control that if we are going to get on our phone, it's because there's a purpose behind why we're getting on there. Um, and if it's distracting us from building our business and serving people, then we need to get that in check. Number five tip to get ourselves in best position to, to, to really build a good business, even in, in a recession is to practice discipline and frugality. And so, Living high on the hog, and especially as an entrepreneur, when we you know we make a bunch of money when business is going well, it can be very tempting to to increase our lifestyle. And there's a time, a place, and a season to do that. But what my what my CFP certified financial planner teaches me is she says, "Paul, let, let's let's wait for 24 months until you until you make a big bump in your lifestyle. Meaning, man, you had a really good quarter. Wow, you made a lot of money. Great, but let's let's just pretend you're still made the same money you made, you know, two years ago. The, the point is, let's slow down before you really start bumping up the lifestyle. And there's, it's okay to bump up the lifestyle when there's margin and you have the money and, and it's, it's the right time. But what happens is a lot of entrepreneurs, and I, I, I there's a story, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but he went out and bought a luxury car, sports car, not a luxury car. He bought this sports car he spent 50 grand on it. His business was booming. He, he nailed out a couple of big time landscaping jobs and, uh, you know, is doing well. And he went out and bought this sports car. And shortly after that, his life fell apart. I'm not, I'm not going to share his story, but I was like, dude, ah, oh, like that's great. You you do a big landscaping job. You make a bunch of money. Just put it back in the checking account in the business, tuck it away for savings and, and keep, keep your lifestyle simple and frugal and, and disciplined. And then, you know, let some time pass before you, you bump up that lifestyle. So I'm all about building wealth. I'm all about, you you know, us enjoying the fruit of our labor, but there's volatile times, you know, ahead and, and, and even now, but it's, it's going to be the ebbs and flows are going to get dramatic in in the days ahead. And, you know, we need to have our spending and our lifestyle under control. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll leave it there. But we'll do other episodes on this, but it, you know, as business owners, you know we need to be um living on less than we make way less than we make because there's a lot of risk at what we do, and we don't want our personal um puffed up lifestyle to be you know taking us away from really being locked in on serving our customers and making money. so how frugal can we live, how disciplined can we live, and then it's all good to get a, a, you know, a new upgraded vehicle or new upgraded house or new upgraded whatever it is in your world, a boat or a, um, you know, a new shop or there's so many things that I think we all want and that's great. We, we can get all of it in due time, but it's, you know, it's, it's doing it in the right season and margin and, and having the discipline and the frugality and the contentment to to wait because as soon as we overextend ourselves personally, financially, it's going to put a a stress on our business. And we want to be operating our business from a place of peace where we're in command, we're in control and you know, we're in order that we can really serve people well and when we do that we're going to make a bunch of money. But when we start getting all overextended and 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 desperate and things like that it it can go south. So in summary, number 1 have an emergency fund of 6 months of expenses. Number 2 absolutely stand out. Become irresistible, become the best in your market, um, online and offline. Number three, have an effective marketing plan. There are customers out there that need these services. And before you make an excuse, make a marketing plan and actually take action on it and 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 um, put it into effect. Number four, serve instead of scroll. That's so good. Serve instead of scroll. Ser- ser- meaning serve our customers and and then they'll pay us money. And then if we have a marketing plan, we'll have customers and we have, we have customers, how can we serve them better? And, and that that's like an endless list. We, we, there's always something we could be doing for a customer to, to serve them better. Um, instead of wasting our time scrolling on social media, number five, and not just in our business, but in our personal lives that we need, we need to have a, um, foundation of frugality and discipline and increase our lifestyle when it's appropriate. Take a cold shower. Let some time go by before we just zoom, zoom or are, are constantly buying this, buying that, increasing lifestyle. Let's, let's live frugal and disciplined. And then, um, you know, we can enjoy the fruit of our labor when there's money. When Sheila, my CFP says, hey, you know what, Paul, things are looking really good. I think it's time you, you know, yada, 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 fill in the blank, whatever that is for you. But most guys get a little bit of money they do a big old landscape job they get they make bank and then somehow that money flies away to whatever the the lifestyle upgrade is and uh with these volatile times uh i think it's super important that we you know we live disciplined frugal lives so i'll leave that one there thanks for listening guys i really appreciate it i did reference that how to get and keep customers e training with dr frank i'm telling you guys uh, I had spoken with Dr. Frank on a personal level for months and months about marketing, and he just blew my mind. And I said, "I said, Dr. Frank, can you share this with my audience? Because this is really, really good. And uh, it just elevated the way I think about getting customers, about upselling and keeping customers. And so we did a, um, it's nine modules of the e-training. It's called How to Get and Keep Customers. It's available at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. I think it will add a lot of value to your business and uh, help you get the best customers and make more money. So, um, Mr. Producer, can you link that in today's show notes? All right. <laughs> he says he always does. Yeah, you can click on the link there for our resource center at greenstreetpodcast.com and um, take your business to the next level by really making sure your marketing is on point. Thanks for listening, friends. Smash that follow button, and we hope to catch you on the next episode of the Green Street Podcast. Thanks for listening.